Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast, where each week we will connect, uplift, and promote people, places, and events in and around Tallahassee for you. I am your host, Gloria Darling, your community cheerleader, proud milestone diva, and advocate for women age 50 or better. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go grab your favorite beverage and join me on my virtual front porch as we start the show. Today we are speaking with Vicki Spray, our next woman in our wonderful Women of Wellness series. Vicki Spray is a healer who helps other healers. She understands what it takes to heal personal wounds and then to commit to using that healing, spiritual studies, and mystical wisdom to assist other humans on their journey of healing. She reads souls and reads energy. She knows that this time in human history has been prophesied, expected, and is now upon us. The world needs more healers, and these healers need support. Embracing Humans is here for healers, want-to-be healers, and existing healers. Healers can learn how to experience freedom from the doubts, their confusion, and inner saboteur. Let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor and refill our cup. Hey there, fabulous ladies. Talapalooza Talent Competition is coming. Step into the spotlight where women in Tallahassee can redefine what it means to be a star and compete for amazing prizes. Join us on March 16th, 2024 at the American Legion Hall, 229 Lake Ella Drive. The show starts at one o'clock. See you there. Hello, Vicki. Thanks so much for joining us today. <laughs> I'm tickled to be here. I confess that I have awareness that healers exist, but no practical knowledge of spiritual healing. I'm all ears and ready to learn, so <laughs> let's jump in. Please elaborate for us on your role as a healer who helps other healers? Mm, That's such a great question. Humans have a powerful desire to go beyond just the physical, and we oftentimes do not know how to do that. And so we move toward religion, we move toward magic, we move toward the mystical in kind of distracted and disjointed ways. What's happening now is that we're being shown a path that takes us inside ourselves where the magic, the awareness, the wisdom, the knowing already exist. And nobody wants to go there readily. (laughs) I mean, nobody, (laughs) hardly anybody. (laughs) There's, There's a couple people on earth who have went there voluntarily, but most of us have to be hit upside the head. I think I'm one of those people. <laughs> when you say magical and mystical, 
it becomes a little scary for me because mm. I don't understand. Yeah, it. yeah. So I'm looking at, oh my God, are we getting into the occult? Right. So help us to understand the That's difference. That's so good. That's such an. I remember being so surprised uh, when I started talking to people about spirit. I used the word spirit instead of God. People would get very, their energy would shift and they would get very nervous because whenever we use the word spirit, we think that we're moving into the negative instead of the positive. So that's how, that is how enculturated we are in this, this culture around that sort of thing. So if you use the word imagination and you have imagination or you wouldn't be doing this work. <laughs> For sure. Is that right? Oh, yeah. You have imagination. So you've gone into magical thinking. You've, you've, you have moved beyond the known. You've moved, you've moved beyond places where there's not a file folder already created in your mind. And there is a consciousness there that is beyond the physical. It's beyond the 3D. It's beyond the known. It's beyond the predictable. It's beyond the thing that we already can plan on to do and think about. And it's people like yourself, darling. <laughs> I believe that's leading edge because you're not in survival mode trying to just pay attention to the physical. You're not in survival mode just trying to pay attention to what is the known. You're not in survival mode that's cramped down and staying down into the, the known way of being. You stepped out, and so many people like yourself are beginning to do that. You know, our, our family, our, our, the generations previous, it was stay at a job, 30 you know, years, get the watch, die. And now, <laughs> woohoo, call it a life. <laughs> you know, throw some kids in there, a couple of pets, a new house, move some friends. Uh, Shante, which is a spiritual teacher uh, that I follow, he says that that kind of living is moving the furniture within the prison cell. Mm -hmm. And so many of us want to break out of that. You know, entrepreneurs want to break out of that. And spiritual entrepreneurs want to break out of that. Well, when you were talking about, I guess, breaking out of the, the prison or the traditional that we're so used to, I started visualizing things like um, concepts of quantum physics <laughs> where we're here, but we could actually be over there. And I'm like, oh, but that's my spirit jumping out. Oh my goodness. Listen to you. But it's still scary because it's not what is traditional. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The only way that humans are going to ever move beyond the fearful way of moving in the world is to move outside of tradition. Because tradition is made in the moments of survival. You know, this is how you survive. There's not any room for magical thinking. There's not any room for going outside the known. There's not any room for questioning the paradigm that you've been raised in. And so, of course, we're scared. We're all scared. But you know that it doesn't matter. you got to do it anyway. Yeah. And everybody who's ever started their own business, anybody who's ever started any type of thing that's outside the known or outside their family, their family of origin, you know, if, if you were raised in blue collar thing, this is what you do, you know? And even if you go to college, you need to come back here and stay in the known. So exactly. there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. I mean, tremendous amount of pressure, really. And that's why we have to hit the road, the ground, 
the asphalt, <laughs> the cement, really hard. <laughs> really hard. Really yes, hard. we do. We do. That magic wants to come out. The fear factor is a huge, it's a saboteur. Well, last year, or maybe some earlier this year, recently, I'll put in recent history, we've dealt with a lot of people coming out with mental health issues yeah. and saying how overwhelmed they were with certain things and I need to stop doing this for my mental health and we're just as a society starting to understand people do need some counseling and all of that now just getting from that little baby stuff to oh I need some counseling or oh I need some therapy how is your healing different I won't say better or worse. We don't judge. Mm -mm. But how is it different? What is it going to address? And how does it address us differently than the traditional sit-on-the-couch therapy or counseling? That is such an excellent question. And I remember when I first started my spiritual counseling practice, I would have someone call me and ask me if I read palms. Because spiritual <laughs> counseling isn't in, a, in, you know, in our structure of mainstream yet, quite yet. It's going to be, but it's not there. But uh, spiritual director, spiritual therapy, spiritual coach, spiritual counseling are all spiritual psychology. I mean, that's, that's you know, the universities are starting to offer that in really big ways, which is amazingly beautiful. My, my difference would be that spiritual counseling would, there's a recognition of a higher power that is within. And that the whole, the whole, problem that we're all suffering from, until we aren't, <laughs> or as much, <laughs> is that because the initial trauma, let's say the initial separation from our wisdom occurs from something external from us, somebody yelled at us, or we hit our elbow and the, and the one-year-old is like, oh my goodness, I have an elbow, and when I hit the steel wall, it hurts, you know. There's an external force that makes us sit back and say, wait a minute, whoa, there's a problem here. There's a problem. I was a moment ago, everything was fine. I was well fed. I felt good. I was comfortable. Suddenly, somebody's mad at me and hasn't taken any spiritual health counseling. <laughs> and now there's a there is a threat that is external. And so we become hyper-focused on the external, and we combine that with the already wired to pay attention to the external for survival. So now we have a double whammy. So we're wired for survival, and now we've had an external threat, perhaps by somebody that we, who loves us. Mm -hmm. and, and so when we go to fix it, because we're also wired to heal, deeply wired to heal, powerfully wired to heal, just like when we get a cut on the arm, there's a, you know, an immediate coagulation of blood in order to heal that. We are wired to heal emotionally. But what we do, because we don't know yet, to train our children to do something different, is that we observe things from the external world in order to heal the inner problem. And that's why you'll see lots of people you know, who have everything that you're supposed to have, they say, money, glamour, you know, the beautiful person on your arm, the, the car, the, all the goodies. And you see people destroying their lives even after they have all the goodies because the external will never do the trick. 
Mm. Normal therapy, traditional therapy is an excellent. I am so grateful for it. I am so grateful for Freud. I'm glad that he came along in Maslow. And I love that these young came in and said, guess what, y'all? <laughs> There's things that are going on inside of you that need addressing. You, they need to be paid attention to. There are behaviors that you're not happy with because there's something inside of you that knows that you don't feel well when you hurt someone. And so you have all these behaviors that you're doing and you don't want to. Guess what? Here is an avenue. Here is a pathway to mm -hmm. find out why you're doing these things. So traditional therapy is an amazing, wonderful thing. Spiritual therapy mm -hmm. gets us into a different realm in that the thing that holds the planets in place, call it whatever you want to. Evidently, it has at least 10 names. I call it the universe spirit. And the reason that I try not to name it is mm -hmm. I love Eckhart Tolle's teaching when he says, when you see a plant, let's just say you walk by a bush, this amazing bright green, shiny green bush, and you know the name of that and you want to draw the name to it, as soon as you name it, you've diminished it. You've diminished it because now it's known. So I love camellia bushes, beautiful bushes, beautiful flowers. If I name it, then I'm not seeing it anymore and I'm not experiencing it anymore. I've named it and gone on with my day. I got it. Yes. Now it's your background. Exactly. And I didn't really experience it. I glanced at it, named it, and went on. When I have someone come, come in to me, now I'm just mostly working with healers. So when the healers come to me, they already have a leg into the direction of the spiritual realm. But in the days when I was just, just doing spiritual counseling, <laughs> and, I, and somebody came in to me, and they came in to me knowing I was a spiritual counselor, but they say to me right off, sitting on my couch, I don't believe in a God, and I don't believe in all of that stuff. And in my head, I'm like, but you're on my couch. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm like, I know that they're there because there's a, there is a desire to maybe discover something outside of religion. They've, they've been told what this God is, this universe of spirit, through the box of religion, through the lens of religion. And that did not they don't relate to that. And the, lots of people don't, and less, less and less people are relating to that. But there's still something inside of them. They know that there's something bigger. <laughs> Got it, got it. <laughs> yes. I had a friend that would say, spirit, it's my spirit guide. Yeah. Or sometimes she would just say, well, whatever the universe tells me. Yes. And then I would go, what do you mean the universe tells <laughs> what you? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, where are you going to discuss the universe? Because we're so trained to go to a certain place at a certain time, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. To do that. And I used to go with other people, and some people would go wanting to hear the singing because the the sound yes, of absolutely. music and the voices absolutely rose them to a certain level. For yes. me, I like to hear the speaking. Nice. It still sounds, mm. oh. but it's the words that's coming out. And that was what I gravitated towards. I didn't Good. care so much about I was there on this day. Uh -huh. That part is kind of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when individuals went to you when you were the healer for, I'm going to say, the masses, the general person that needed some help, yeah. as opposed to other healers that are at a different level coming for help. What should your regular person like me look for 
in a healer so that we don't run into a charlatan? Mm. Uh, I would advise that they look at, you know, we social media is a wonderful place to check out boyfriends, girlfriends, and healers. Potential. <laughs> 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 and exes and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we won't go there. But anyway, you know, so check out social media. And, you know, I make a joke that we are all energy readers. We read energy. We, we, we sense things in people. We don't know how to interpret it. And, and so, yet again, we haven't, we haven't sharpened the tool that is already inside of us. Though we're moving in that direction. Where we trust that there's an instinct. We trust that there's a wisdom inside of us. And we trust that we, we can sense something about people without judging them. It's called discernment. And so we can discern someone's energy if you pay attention to your inner workings. But let's just say that somebody hasn't done that yet. And we're all, it's an ongoing thing. It will be, continue to be an ongoing thing where we learn how to do that sort of thing. Social media, word of mouth. I mean, I tell my healers that I work with right now, the people that are going to come to you are going to come to you for the most part, 85%, it's because one of somebody else sent them. Exactly. And, 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 and somebody else sent them because the healer is being effective in this person's life. And what does effective mean? Meaning the thing that's in their way, in their life. And let me just say that our lives and our challenges in our lives, that's the portal into healing. So... The sicknesses, the divorce, the car wrecks, the, the despair, the uncertainty, the confusion, all of that are portals into the next level of your emancipation from the known, I should say. <laughs> you must have read my mind because I was thinking that it, do people gravitate towards spiritual healing the most in times of crises or yeah, crises yeah. like yeah. during COVID, that was a yeah. mass, a global, worldwide it thing. Was, it really was. Did you see an increase? I did, even? and I thought it was going to be just the opposite because I thought that there were going to be a whole lot less money, and so people weren't going to be able to afford counseling. Um, but it, but we're a Western country. We have some money in our back pocket. A lot yeah. of us, most of us, I want to say, we have money that we can spend toward our mental health and our emotional health. So, yes, absolutely, because, again, you know, Oprah said it about the, you know, the two-by-four, and she's so right, and so many other teachers, like, because the, the physical is so tantalizing, you know, we feel like we could just work harder. Okay, I'll just put 60 hours in instead of 40, or, or I'll read another book, and by golly, that'll, that'll get her done. Um, there's a level of healing that is being required that those things will not deal with anymore. The yeah. old tricks in the bag don't work anymore. The facade, the pretending, the just getting on with it. Most of us have just said, well, okay, I've had some trauma. I've had some con really confusing things that have happened. I'll just get on with it. And that's what we do. We just get on with it. And 30 years later, we're like, oh, my goodness, this is not working. <laughs> and that's when sometimes affairs happen. That's when we change jobs. That's when we, oh, I need to move. Yeah. I know that's what I need to do. I need to move. And so then we move. And whatever, whoever said that statement, wherever we go, there we are. You know? Exactly. Well, we We're take... taking it with us. <laughs> exactly. 
Got it's on my back still. I thought I got rid of you. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have to go deeper and we have to go deeper inside. Most people are so afraid of what resides there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there was a time in my I did not want to know what was that what was down there deeply. Oh my god, no, it's too frightening. Yeah. Suppose it's something you don't want to confront. What do you do? Well, this goes deep. Because you went there, we'll go there. Okay. Because you're all brave and everything. I'm brave, yes. <laughs> I'm roaring. Yes, let's go. So the you that was afraid to go there was the you that sees yourself as small. Once you go in there and you see that there's not something that is going to eat you alive, spit you out, and call it a day, mm -hmm. it's actually going to clear away the thing that's been tethering you to the ground. There's a wonderful story that was in a book that I can't recall, and it's an amazing story, and I tell this to so many of my new clients especially. A woman went on a trip, and when she came back after a long while and she opened up the door, there were, and this is metaphorical, so nobody freak out on me, demons flying everywhere. Mm -hmm. And when she saw the demons flying, she tilted her head and she started laughing. And when the demons heard her start laughing, it scared them. Oh. And they started flying out back windows, side windows, by the door. She had to duck so they could get out. Until the very end, there was one demon left. It was the demon. Mm -hmm. And it stood in the living room and was not going to move anywhere. And when she saw that that demon was not going to move, she walked up to the demon. And what did the demon do? It opened its mouth to devour her and so she stuck her head in the demon's mouth. <laughs> demon disappeared. Wow. And that's the work that has to be done. We carry all of these unhealed, unprocessed beliefs that were created in our childhood that dictate our lives, mm -hmm. and we call it truth. And then we choose who we're going to marry, what kind of work we're going to do, how we're going to view ourselves when we look in the mirror, all of it. Yeah. And it hurts. And then it compounds and accumulates year after year after year after year after year. I, I definitely get it. I was thinking about some other things when you said that. You see, I wrote a note mm -hmm. think, thinking small. Yes. Because yes. once I told, I shared with somebody something I wanted to do. And this person was supportive in the response. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. You want me to help you? Let's talk about that. Beautiful. And I was shocked because usually the response is, get out of here. You're not going to be able to do that. And I, I said, boy, that's a different response. Doesn't that feel delicious? It is. Yeah. And it was the husband of somebody I worked with. And he said, no, Gloria, um, the problem is a lot of people think small. Boom. They don't think they will ever know somebody who can do whatever this thing is. Boom. Therefore, they look at you as not being able to do it, but it's their problem. That's their projecting you know, on you. You know, once he told me that, I saw it, things a completely different way. Beautiful. Beautiful. That was interesting. Beautiful. Most of us are terrified to, to go outside the smallness. And why? 
I got the answer for you. Fear of failure. What's the Here's answer? Here's all I got. There's fear of failure. There's fear of success. It's fear of people's reaction. Yeah. Fear of the fear that you know we people are going to be jealous of us. Fear, you know, endless, endless, yeah. endless, endless, endless. And that's why I believe that Source moved me towards working with healers, because we have so many like myself, whom like myself, have gone through a lot of trauma and done a lot of healing. And are came here to be assistance to those who are wanting to wake up and own their power, own their magnificence. But the healers have been told, you can't, you shouldn't, you'll lose your house, you know, your family of origin are going to disown you, challenge you, all the list of stuff that might come externally. And then we have all the internal stuff that you add that in there, like, okay, I'm just going to stay here at my office job and call it a life. But then you're still struggling. That's a, there's always that struggle. You know what made me move away, finally be able to move away from, I had a state job here, had a mortgage, we just built a house, you know, got a brand new car, pantry full of food, insurance, all this stuff. Not a lot of money, but enough to have a really decent life. My office, co my office mate next door was having a very bad day one day. And I'm like, I'll check with her in the afternoon after all that calms down because there were <laughs> doors closing and slamming. Oh, you know, no. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, I don't know. It's a Monday, maybe, that, you know. Later on in the afternoon, she's young. You know, she's going to get her master's. She's got a young child. And I said, what's up? And I stood at the doorway just in case <laughs> I didn't go into the office. Mm -hmm. And she said, I forgot my medicine this morning. Oops. And her medicine was antidepressant. Wow. And I knew... That if I did not, because I'd been tugged and the two by two had hit up the side of my head, but not mm -hmm. the two by four was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that one. <laughs> and so I knew that I was going to have to go on antidepressants to stay in this office job. No, no. No, it's not worth it. No, it's and not. If I if I did not, and I'll never forget leaving that office building, terrified, absolutely terrified. And there are so many healers out there right now who are terrified of the calling that they feel deep within them. But they can't turn loose the tangible every other week paycheck. It's it's just terrifying. It's primal. It, it is. It's scary. It's primal. That you're scary. talking about, and I'll and I will say this to you as well. So I, when I put in my notice, I put in a long notice so everybody would know for a long, long time. And I had people coming in terrified for me, but about the fourth person, I'm like, I'm seeing a pattern here, <laughs> and the pattern was exactly what your friend told you. It was that they were projecting onto me mm -hmm. their fears. Yes. And the good news is, really good news, a couple of them, I, you know, I inspired them a little bit. And so all we can do is just go about our business and hoping that will inspire somebody to go deep and pull up the strength because lots of people can do that. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Yes. Well, Vicki, this has been enlightening. <laughs> I'm telling you, you brought up something in me just in this little conversation. I can't imagine. I'd forgotten all about thinking small. Oh, yeah. So if nothing else, I'm taking away. Stop thinking small. Beautiful, beautiful. And release the fear. Beautiful, beautiful. It's really so scary. The one tool, the one of the best tools that I think that anybody starting this awakening can do is to use mantras, or some people call them affirmations. So the, pro the problem, the challenge, mm -hmm. has been addressed. 
I, I view myself as small. We don't have to go where that came from. We don't have to point our fingers at anybody. Okay, fine. I accept that I feel small about myself. I accept that. My next step is I am willing to live a life from a different place than feeling small. Something like that. And I always say, and my body agrees. And I say that because when our mind comes over and joins the part of us that's inviting us to go big, let's just say mm-hmm. our spirit, our higher self, whatever you want to call it. When our mind is saying that affirmation, it's joining that party. But the body, whose job is to keep you from getting eaten by a lion, is like, I ain't doing that. I might get eaten up and chewed out and spit out. And what if I fail? What if I succeed? Blah, blah, blah. And I used to think that the body did not want to join the party, and I was wrong. The body very much wants to join the party, very, very much, because it gets tired of living small. It gets tired of living in a constricted, contracted state of being. But it will not join the party on a regular basis, on a sustainable basis, until after the mind has been with your higher self for a little while, and the body's like, I'll be safe to join that party. So the affirmation of my body agrees gets that rolling. I love it. I do. And I've been sticking my head in that demon's <laughs> mouth. Yes, you and have. And now I'm going to jam it down the throat and make it vomit me. Oh, <laughs> what a visual that I was. That. And I am one of your witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vicki, is there anything else you'd like to just leave a little tidbit? You gave us enough already. Well, you gave us a lot. I won't say enough. You've given us a lot. Do you have any other words you'd like to share with the listeners before we close out. Beautiful. That's excellent. There's a lot of conversation about meditation these days, and I'm thrilled by that. Absolutely thrilled by that. And it's just kind of like exercise or yoga or any of the other type of you know techniques that we use to move beyond the known. Meditation doesn't have to be this 30 minutes lotus session thing. You know, you don't have to have yoga pants on. I know lots of people who don't have any yoga pants, and they do lots of meditations. Sitting quietly for two minutes a day with that affirmation shifts the brain synapsis enough to to alert the brain that there's a change amongst us. And it will get on board. It will get on board. Thank you so yeah, much. It's been really fun. appreciate it. It's been a lot if of fun. If somebody wanted to reach you at Embracing Humans, what would they need to do? Just email me, embracinghumans at gmail.com. All right. And I will place information in our show notes for those that don't have a pen or pencil <laughs> available. Thanks again, Vicki. It's been my pleasure. <laughs> it's been mine. Thank you All so much. Right. <laughs> Thank you. From singing to spoken word to dancing, join us for the ultimate talent competition where talent knows no boundaries. Talapalooza Talent Competition is coming. Let's come together to cheer, applaud, and support our talented women on March 16, 2024 at the American Legion Hall, 229 Lake Ella Drive. The show starts at 1 o'clock p.m. See you there. 
It was so much fun reintroducing the Cup of Glow podcast. We believe that everyone has an opinion and we want to hear from you. Please email your comments to Gloria at cupofglow.com. If you have already subscribed to the podcast, thank you. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. If you would like to be a sponsor of the Cup of Glow podcast, please send your request for information via email to Gloria at cupofglow.com. Until next week, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, connecting, uplifting, and promoting 